to Jeff Fuel, the Jets to Score Podcast. As always, I am your party host, Joe Rivera. And along with me, as always, is my astute, educational, incredibly handsome co-host, none other than Matt Salard, a.k.a. King Sliz. Sliz, say hello, my friend. How's it going, man? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, I'm feeling like non-creative these days because the kid is like sapping me of energy. So I didn't have like a super fancy intro for you today, but uh, you know, hey, it's going. The, the the last month of me being eligible for the 30 under 30 list. Wow. So, there you go. There you go. You can, throw that. You, can, you can continue to throw that in the tag for uh, about a couple of other weeks. <laughs> wow. Very, very excited for you to join the 30 club for us old heads like me, old, old 32 years old. But uh, that's that's exciting. We'll, we'll do a Sliz birthday extravaganza. It'll be a good time. It'll oh, be a fun yeah. time. Uh, so Sliz, um, you know, it's been it, it's been an interesting preseason, to say the least. It's very calm. It's pretty much been devoid of drama. I'll say this. I mean, I understand, you know, you have your opinions on Joe Douglas and I have my opinions on Joe Douglas. But I will say it feels nice to debate the back end of this roster and not, Oh my God, we're starting Jermaine curse. Right? Like it, it just feels nice to like wonder who the 53rd man is and not like the 10th man on the depth chart. So, uh, you know, as we're winding down preseason, as we get into the runway rundown, any thoughts on what's happened so far? It, it seemed, it, it seemed pretty, uh, I think sanitized is the best, best word for it. I mean, Hard Knocks is in town. It's been a circus. There's been a distraction everywhere. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's been good, right? Like, and we'll, we'll get into the details of stuff, but it, it really does feel like having a true put-together veteran quarterback has kind of just levelized the entire organization, right? right. And, and that's what you'd hope you'd get. And I know – Going back to the offseason and, and what is Rodgers? Is he committed? He's got all this baggage in Green Bay. And it's like, man, anytime you get a, a one judge drive clip, a social media clip, a hard, hard knocks clip, you get focusing in on him on the sideline in the preseason. It's like this dude, he's been probably more than even Nick Yankee fan, the biggest Rodgers uh, fan in the server. It's it's. He's, he's got to be giving you more than anyone expected in terms of just what he is doing with this organization being kind of the heartbeat and, and everyone's going as Rogers is going. And yeah, yeah sterile is a good way to put it. it yep. there's, there's nothing that's really kind of freaking you out. And really, especially even since this last preseason game, preseason game, the first couple of days of this week, it feels like things are starting to piece together, coming together. Yeah. You know, it's, I, I think, a big part of that. And we're going to get into this a little bit today. The whole Makai Becton saga, it's very interesting, right? Because I think all of us, myself included, I mean, I'm a huge Becton apologist for a number of reasons, but I'm still holding my breath, right? Like you're waiting for the other shoe to drop at some point with this guy, but, and I understand he's got his off the field thing, his attitude and the Twitter and, you know, blocking you and, and all that stuff. But like, you got to feel a little good, I guess, is the best way to put it about him moving forward, his attitude. Like he moved over to right tackle. Like he's, he's played well at right tackle seemingly. I mean, I know he's, he's beaten up on jobbers for the most part. And this week's going to be the true test. I think if he's starting a preseason game versus the giants, but your thoughts on Becton so far, cause it's, it's been, I want to say encouraging, but it, it still kind of feels like I said, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. I, I think they're, with fan criticism, especially in a season like this, where there's more reason to be hyped than ever about the Jets, right? Even more, right. I think, than the, those Rex Ryan teams, right? Where we have a stud quarterback, we have a top five defense, you have a lot of young weapons, even on the offensive side of the ball that you feel excited about. And as you kind of bring all that together, any sense of negativity tries to get stomped out in every corner. Right. And, and so I think sometimes like criticism of moves, criticism of specific players gets taken to that extreme where it's like, man, why do you hate Makai? I, I don't hate Makai Becton. Right. No, I, I think that gets misunderstood where it's like, man, I am not going to be upset when Makai, if Makai balls out, if he returns to kind of rookie form, which is weird to say, refer to rookie form. But if he gives us that and he gives us that for an extended stint over the the course of the season, man, that is awesome because 
the reality is Makai Becton at right tackle going into the offseason was always the ideal outcome. It's whether or not we would actually get there. I, I think seeing kind of him in the Rogers discussion, his presser, you know, you know we're recording Tuesday night and there Makai had a presser today and he was kind of speaking on the mental side and how it's been tough and he's really grown and being on injury reserve. And you hear that a lot when guys are on injury reserve and Rogers was speaking to it and how you kind of can get isolated from the team and what that just does to your, your morale, your mental. And, and again, kind of what I was puffing off of Rogers for really kind of getting his arm around Makai sitting down, eating lunch with them, getting them bought in. And it's, I mean, you just hope it continues, right? Like right. you kind of expect maybe that other shoe to drop. I think the, the rich Samini report, it's kind of weird in in that not the content so much, but just the the timing, right? Yeah. Where you had really the whole first portion of the offseason where you have Rich Smeany, you have Connor Hughes, you have Zach Blatt, all all having Makai not making the 53-man roster. And then you have the Rich Samini report on ESPN saying, Well, this was kind of the plan with Makai all along, working with his his individual doctors, coordinating with the team and you know, all these snap limits and such are really just part of his ramp up. It's like the, the, the timing of that just feels a little bit weird. Like when you read it, it's like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Why didn't we know about this at the start of the offseason? Why wasn't that a question that was asked? Why wasn't that something that Robert Sala offered up to kind of protect his guy? Right. Criticism all along the way. Why did they let what? And, and I think everyone's a little bit at fault here, which just kind of it makes me a little weirded out just by the timing of it. Right. right. Why did Makai let himself get beat up for a month and change on this? Why did Sala let Makai get beat up? Why did the beat not ask? <laughs> Is that part of the ramp up? Right. Um, I, I don't know. That's that that's, I think maybe the biggest thing giving me pause, but maybe it's kind of one of those tough love things where it's like, Hey, he's got to earn it. And, right. and he's got to yeah. deal with criticism too yeah i mean the thing the thing with makai before i want to i want to uh read the quote real quick but the thing with makai too is like to your points liz i mean the thing about this team that i i both appreciate and i don't appreciate sometimes is like robert sal is very much a guy like yes you have to earn it and i respect that i really do because i think you you separate the boys from the men in that, in that type of situation, right? Because you have guys that, you know, they're going to want, they're going to have to love football and they're going to have to want to stay on the field and they're going to have to do everything they possibly can to protect themselves and, and stay on the field. Right. So I can appreciate that. But on the other hand, I'm like, we're not at a position where we can be playing those games too. You know what I mean? Like we need to know who the starting five on this offensive line is going to be. And we're going to need it fast because this team cannot afford to go through the first five or six weeks of the season trying to gel, trying to figure out this offensive line. A, a tough opening too. Exactly. Right? Not, it's not, we don't have the feel it out games in the front right. half of the year before the bye is tough. That's about as tough a, tough a schedule as you'll have in this league. And I understand that the whole, um, you know, it's not how you start, it's how you finish type deal. I get that. But at the same time, it's like, I, I just don't want to, the, the vibes have to be good coming out, right? Like this team has to play with swagger and, Having Makai on the line starting is a big part of that. So um, I, I want to bring up this quote today that Rogers had on Makai. This is a, a pretty meaty quote. Um, I like Makai a lot. This is from uh, Rogers. I like Makai a lot. This is a long quote. He's a guy that, like all of us, we want to feel like we belong. We want to feel like we're part of this thing, part of the group, whether by his own doing or just the way things fell, he might not have felt that way. And that's normal. When you're on injured reserve, and I've been a couple times, it's a tough place to be. You feel isolated from the team. You're not traveling as much. You're not in the meetings. So I think it's been a conscious effort by all of us to make him feel like he's part of this thing. He's so talented. He's humongous and he's athletic for a man who's 6'8", 350. I'm excited about seeing him out there. He's a big teddy bear on the inside. I'm enjoying getting to know him. He's a fierce competitor uh, on the field and I'm excited about having him out there. Listen, I understand that... Um, I understand that Rogers is, is going to be the guy to try and make good on this team because that's, that's been his whole MO since he's been here, right. Is, is to try and be that consummate teammate. He's done it with Zach. He's done it with Makai, you know, putting his arm around him for after that, during that preseason game, a couple of ones say it was last week and then inviting him out to lunch, which, you know, 
at a, last year, that would have been a bad idea inviting <laughs> Mackay Becton out to lunch. But you know, you, you hope that that's that's a really positive thing for Mackay. And you know, Mackay said as much. He said this relationship feels surreal, right? And and the point we had a small with Run and a few others had a small debate about that today. And it's like there's nothing wrong with Mackay feeling that way when his NFL career was essentially on a deathbed. When you think about it. Because oh, yeah. he's a guy that he was, he's six, eight, he was 400 pounds. He's coming off of back-to-back knee injuries. The team seemingly did everything it could to not want to start him last year. And the training camp that vibes were bad, capital B bad with him last year, period. So uh, whether that was his weight or whether that was, he was just getting beat up or his, just everything about his knee. So it's cool to see him rebound. I'm, I'm really pulling for him and, and make no mistake. We all need to be pulling for him because he's the key here. Billy oh, Turner's yeah. not your guy. Max Mitchell's not your guy. I'm sorry. But I think uh, Vidstuff said it the best the other day. Billy Turner as a backup veteran presence can get you through a game in a pinch, fine off the bench, good depth piece, right? I mean, I know I crap on the depth a lot, but good depth piece is your right tackle. Billy Turner as a starter, below league average, not a good idea. You're going to have a bad time. So I mean, you're shooting for the potential here over anything else, but this team needs Makai to be good, and it's nice to see that it's trending in the right direction. Yeah, and especially getting them on the right side. It's hard to picture a better duo to run the ball behind than Makai and AVT, right? Like, right. two guys that are going to smack you in the mouth. I don't know why you'd ever run to the left <laughs> if you can avoid it with those two guys on the right side, so... I mean, it, it'll be a big boost, if nothing else, a massive boost in the run game and, and running backs still don't matter and, and what you're doing up front does. And Makai, Makai moving his D end all the way across the line and ending up on the left guard, that that matters. Running Listen. backs do not. So <laughs> that'll be that'll be that'll be a big impact. And I'm hoping Makai will make it. We're in the 2020 draft um cap, one of the few draft caps actually worth getting i'm hoping makai's making it so that this isn't the only thing that that was good that came from that draft so we'll yeah. see it's it's in makai's ball court man it really is it really is <clears throat> i'm really pulling for him man i'm really pulling for him but elsewhere on the team so you know zach wilson is going to be a pretty constant uh storyline throughout the preseason right i mean it's going to be you know, whatever it is about Zach, everything is his performances are going to be dissected from every which way. QB school is going to put out, uh, you know, 15 hour breakdowns on three Zach Wilson throws. So is any any thoughts on how Wilson played in this last preseason star versus Buccaneers? Yeah, uh, I mean, it was definitely you felt pretty good out of that out of that Carolina game. This was kind of more the the Zach Wilson we know. And, and that's not a positive. A lot of balls behind targets a lot of balls a little bit late location wasn't awesome he had the the exciting run that kind of hypes you up but when you look at the all 22 or you look at the uh not the all 22 but behind you see a receiver running free up the seam yeah and he had his guy beat with nobody there by about two two or three yards so it's like yeah you you, you know. You don't love this one it, it kind of reminds you like hey let's press the pause button it, he didn't change overnight. It's a process and he's working in the background. Zach that's is, the biggest thing. Zach is very much. It is what it is. Right. Yeah. Like and you can really tell like in the hard knocks clips and stuff. And and now that he kind of gets to take a back seat, I think you see a little bit more of his personality in some of mm-hmm. the, the clips and stuff that are shared, man. He, and, and I don't, I guess I mean this uh, as I'm going to say he, he's a little kid. Right, he's still a kid, and you can tell in the way that he carries himself, kind of the the little quips and jokes he throws at Rogers. And he's a kid; he's still growing up. Yeah, he's got to continue to build on it, put it together. Yeah, I think the thing too is Zach is like, you want this to be a learning experience for him, and not a fantasy camp, yeah. right? I think, like, it's it's really cool that he's getting to play with Rogers. That came out wrong, but whatever. It's cool that he's getting to to learn from Rogers and sit behind Rogers. But you don't want him to lose sight of like Rogers is here, he's the starter, and this is an opportunity for him to learn, right? Yeah. And I definitely have seen positive. I think there's been more positive than negative. I mean, if you want to call it a 51-49 thing or 60-40, whatever. I think there's been more positive than negative with Zach this preseason altogether. What I I 
don't want to see is Zach turn into hero ball Zach, which I feel like hasn't hasn't necessarily been there. Like I don't think he's been forcing things, but you want to see the accuracy come around. You want to see him making the smart reads, which generally he's done. But you know, it is, it is what it is with Zach at this point. I think maybe less what he's doing, more what the dudes behind him are doing. Zach is clearly QB two. Yes. Right. He's clearly the next guy up. Yeah. So. so, you know, this brings me to a conversation that I've had with you off to the side, Sliz, and it really seems like Michael Floor was kind of a disaster, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. It just feels like the vibe around the offense is better. And I know that's a lot of that is Rogers, but some of, I think credit has to go to Nathaniel Hackett too. You hear about his energy all the time. You hear about, you know, he might be a little goofy over the top, but it feels like they have an offensive coordinator that I don't know if believe in is the right word, but certainly almost feels like he knows what he's doing. Right. Yeah. I, th- I think this kind of lends to the side of football that you can't as a fan tangibly see or taste or get a, get a real feel for is the locker room culture, the just belief and communication in your guys and such. And, and the, the Rogers quote with Becton's a good example of that, right? Whether it's Michael LaFleur, whether it's Zach Wilson, I don't think either of those guys is doing that with right. Mackay, right? right. And, and it just kind of rallying the troops, really taking the arrows for their guys, building up the offense, building up the culture. Um, and granted, when you're a dude like Rogers, you, you immediately get the respect, right? It's easy right. to do that when you're a proven commodity. When you have a bunch of young guys all trying to find their way, uh, you get you get misses, right? Yeah. And I think I, I still hang my hat on. I think play design X's and Nola Fleur is totally fine. I think the ability of his quarterback and otherwise maybe limited some of the execution of those X's and O's. Um, but yeah, I mean, between losing the quarterback coach prior to the season, that was supposed to be our veteran guy, the the calm voice in the room to kind of help level set everything. Um, probably just putting together too young of a staff beyond mm-hmm. that. Um, not truly having a veteran QB, right? If you remember, we didn't have Joe Flacco in the room to start. We, we kind of panic traded for him mid season and, and paid a, I'll say relative premium for that. Um, I think you're kind of seeing the importance of actually building a, building a staff, building a locker room and, and not just turning the keys over to a ton of young guys. Right. It, and going back, that's why a lot of jets discord and whether or not he's, a, he was truly available, I think is maybe in uh, in debate, but that's why I do like Brian Dable was so coveted by fans going into that cycle you need to get quarterback right you need a guy that's been around a, a, a few spots a guy that's worked with quarterbacks and a guy that can command respect with a proven track record on that side of the ball um listen can brian dable give me another another year before we start uh blowjobbing him all over the place man like i, I don't know uh, another way hey, to put I'm, it so i'm, I'm sorry I'm if fan. these are I, I'm sorry if we lose our clean rating on, on Apple podcast, because I just said that, but like it's gone way too far in the other direction. Now I think it's just gone way too far. Hey man, he made, he made Daniel Jones look good in a preseason game. I, I understand. He's in the rock, man. He, he he's play, the goat. Now he was, he was playing with half a deck last year. I get it. But like, you know, who else didn't look too bad in his first year as a head coach, Ben McAdoo. And I'm not comparing the two because I think Dayball just has a generally a better feel and he knows what he's doing. But I'm just saying, like, can we give a guy another year before we we anoint him? You know, like, oh, I wasn't anointing him. Just speaking it, to you're anointing. It feels like you're speaking, anointing. Speaking it, it, to the contrast. All right. right? All right. Where... That's, that's fine. I don't know. You want you want some veteran voices in the offensive it. room for sure. is the big sure. deal. We have that this year with Rodgers, with Hackett, like so on. Uh, I mean, we were I think that kind of gets forgotten, right? It's not only those two we added and and I think Todd Downing was probably a bottom bottom two offensive coordinator last year, right? On right. the Titans, but still a veteran guy, play calling experience. He's at a lower rung here. Right. You bring over another veteran offensive line coach. You 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 brought in a lot of veteran guys as opposed to kind of a young upstart offensive group. And I think you're, you, I mean, it's palpable when you watch 
the interactions among teammates that the culture is there. Right. Uh, so this one from uh, Simsema, I guess I don't even know if I if I'm ever saying that right. So correct me in the chat. But um, here's a, here's a good point. I mean, need to see Jones repeat before we anoint Dayball, and it's not even like a matter of repeat. It's a matter of like, can he be better? Can he because, progress? Yeah, because yeah, like last year he threw like, and I get again, I'm I'm he threw 15 touchdown passes last year, and I get like he was throwing to nobodies at the end of the season for the most part, but like. This wasn't exactly an explosive offense by any stretch. Was it, did it exceed expectations for the talent that they had? Sure. Like I'll give them credit for that, but now it's got to be more like it has to be better. And I don't know if they even have the pieces for that yet. So it's like. No, note to self, do not bring up Brian Dable on the podcast. with I Joe. I just like, It's not that I hate Brian Dable. I just like, I feel uh, like hey, it's you're, swung you're too in, far. In you're in New York media, so I get it. I, I don't deal with it on a database basis. I just sit back and observe football, right? I, I get just, to listen to Colts fans complain about Jonathan yeah, Taylor. I just like, it's, too, it's swung too far in the other direction now. Like, Yep. This guy's Belichick all of a sudden. It's like, all right, can we can we just pump the brakes a little bit? But you know, that's it's neither here nor there. Uh <clears throat> excuse me. So so another few things that came out of the preseason game slows before we move on to our uh, top gun and then our Limerick contest, which I'm very excited about. Injuries. Unfortunately, they happen. Uh thankfully, it looks like we dodged major bullets. Both uh Joe Tipman had a knee injury, but he's expected to be ready by week one, according to Robert Sala. And Izzy Abanaconda, who it looked really bad at first. Like it looked like I understand that he, he banged his knee, but it looked like maybe he, it was a non-contact thing that led into the bang of the knee, but just the thigh injury. So he's expected to miss a couple weeks. See a week three, maybe. Um, hopefully he he can rebound. But injuries, they suck, man. They suck. Yeah, they do. I mean, thankfully, even like the the diagnosis sounds good the the it seems like a quick turnaround available for week one and uh this is kind of why you're maybe a little cautious playing your starters at, at the end of the day joe tipman and izzy probably aren't pivotal dictating success of our season type guys right i, I think you hope that they grow into that if not by mid-season certainly into next year but for the 2023 run it's not the end of the world, but they'll be available. So that's where, yeah, kind of the debate. Do you play your starters? Do you rest your starters? How long? This this is why. <laughs> I wasn't necessarily buying into the Tipton was going to Tipton was going to start uh, hype either. Like I, I just don't think he was going to start a, above McGovern. I just never saw that because I think Rogers truly and this offense really truly values having having a veteran center. And we know that Rogers is the master of the hard count. He's the master of manipulating snap counts. It's just what he does. And having a rookie center under there, in, in addition to calling out different protections and, you know, I just don't think that would have gelled well with Rogers. I just don't, I don't know. So well, and I think, hard for me know, to see that. Yeah. We have this hard knocks bullet to get to, but so one of the things that jumped out in hard knocks was just how, I'll say specific Rogers was about his snaps. Yeah. Right. No spin, just no spin, <laughs> just loft it to me. Yeah. yeah. Just loft it. Just, you know, and, and he wants it the way he wants it. And if you're not giving it the way you, he wants it, then you're on the, you're on the list. Right. And right. Oh, I got to edit that now. man. <laughs> you heard me stutter over it. I was like, man, Nope, not, <laughs> not a different word in the vocab for this one, but I mean, it's true. Um, and, and I think, to your point, I think this definitely puts to bed Tipman being a, pushing for a week one starter. Never mind. It, it it would be hard, you would think, in this opening stretch for him to get that job before the bye. Maybe a post-buy move if McGovern's struggling or, or so on and so forth. But, man, are you going to throw a rookie center in when we're getting to Kansas City and you have Chris, well, poten potentially not Chris Jones <laughs> lining up on the other side? Yep. Right? Probably not. Yeah. And I think was it Tipman that had the bad snap in the game as well. Yeah, and yeah, it was a few, a few of them. So yeah, so yeah, I think that I guess that that is one battle that maybe is resolved or or isn't going to be flipped in in kind of the closing stages of camp here. I think it was a matter of like there was trust that he was he was definitely coming on 
mm-hmm. and having him like off the bench would have been like a viable option if someone gets hurt. I, didn't, I just don't buy that he was going to start before McGovern. I, I 100% don't buy that he was going to start before Lakin. I'll say that because a lot of people were like, oh my God, is he going to start at left guard? And like, no, his Lakin's contract tells you he's not starting at left guard. Unless like if Lakin is brutally bad again this year, like he was last year, which I don't think will be the case, or at least I hope it won't be the case. Then maybe you pull that trigger during the season, but then you're just entering a whole new world of, of chaos with the offensive line. Right. And oh, it's yeah. like, and here we go again. So it's like, uh, we'll see, we'll see, but I wasn't buying that. Speaking of offensive line, Sliz, this is one that's been hotly debated. There, There is a clear divide between Jets Twitter and, and smart Jets people on this, I'd say. And that's uh, Jason Peters. Uh, Jason Peters, free agent, you know, still he's 137 years old. He's just about as old as Dwayne Brown, coming off a pretty, you know, average season with the Cowboys, maybe below average. Uh, so he was on Good Morning Football today, and, and there was a quote he says, he was asked about uh, potentially helping out the Jets, and he says, they give me the call, I'm going to show up and show out. That's what I do. I'm a straight professional when it comes to that. Helping the young guys, if they want me to sit, you know I'll sit. You want Jason Peters, Liz? Man, if you if you stash him as a veteran on the practice squad, sure. I don't, I, I don't think you're clearing a roster spot for him. I don't think... I don't think he's better than Billy Turner at this stage, right? So it's okay. He's offensive tackle four. Are you dumping Mitchell for him? Probably not. Um, I, if you had a major injury or if Makai was looking like, you know, week one of preseason Makai, maybe you consider triggering that if, you know, hey, we're in doomsday and Billy Turner is going to be starting tackle and maybe Dwayne Brown's not looking like he's going to be ready for the season. That's maybe when you press the panic button and push him in. Um, but uh, without getting one of these guys on IR, I, I, I don't think the math makes sense. Uh, and like I said, if he wants to be here and we can bring him in on a vet min and stash him on the practice squad, that there's no downside to that. Give him, mind, the, right? give him the Joe Douglas veteran minimum, two years, $24 million. <laughs> I know I'm recycling oh, a joke. Uh, Joe yeah, Douglas I, ring chaser minimum. Hey, I, I, I still I still think the uh, Vinny Curry contract was just a write-off, a, a tax write-off for Woody, right? <laughs> Doing good by a guy, I guess. I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it is what it is. Uh, so this last thing we have here in the runway rundown before we move on to Top Gun and, and the Limerick contest. So, Hard Knocks has been a thing. You know, I've, I've watched both episodes of Hard Knocks. I think it's been generally fine. Like it's been, if you're not a Jets fan, I could see you not liking it. This is very much like Jets fan content, right? Because it's very much like good vibes, no drama. It's, it's Roger. It's the Aaron Rodgers show. Like you can tell it's very curated versus previous years. It's and it's definitely like Hard Knocks has been trending that way for a while. Like I want to say like the last, and Spencer pointed this out. The last real drama on Hard Knocks was Hugh um, Hugh Jackson, uh, head coach of the Browns, the year that they were on Hard Knocks, and he was just very much like he didn't do himself any favors on that in that season. But like Hard Knocks has shifted from like real behind the scenes stuff to now it's very much like sanitized NFL propaganda in a lot of ways. Like good for a, a highlight video, people laughing on 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 Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, but it's not like dramatic. It's not, there's no drama there. So I'm fine with it. You know, it's an entertaining watch. It's not bad. Get some magic shows. You get the uh, quarterback room teaching Roger some, uh, some cinema. How how the hell, how the hell two things, how the hell did he do the goldfish thing, man? How did he do that goldfish thing? Let's see. Whoever made that comment of like, dude, what, what if you said giraffe? (laughs) I don't know how we did that goldfish thing. It was pretty crazy. And yeah. and two, shame on anybody for not watching Airplane. Have you seen Airplane, Sliz? I have. Okay, good. So I don't have to mm-hmm. kick you off this podcast. So uh-huh. uh, that's good. I love Airplane. Airplanes, I had this conversation with some buddies of mine. I feel like Airplanes might be the funniest movie of all time. Because it's aged well for being like a 50-year-old movie, 40-year-old movie now. Yeah, I can buy that. I you know, it's like that. every line is a one-liner and it's not like there are very few references to like those times in the movie. So like right. it holds up well, you know, and I could, I could quote airplane all day. 
It's a funny movie. I buy it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Hard Knocks is good. I think you get, like I said, you get some insight, I think, especially to the Rogers relationship, the Rogers tendencies that certainly we uh, we whooped on, whooped on Carolina, which was mm-hmm. nice to kind of see play out, right? Yep. Um, curious to see. I, I think this week we'll shed a little more light on some stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm waiting for the the Mackay segment. It, it, yep. Maybe it's all been uh, it's all been part of the script by a big NFL to uh, get the Mackay <laughs> kicker in week week four, week five here. But, I was gonna say, you know, Mackay probably blocked them out from whatever you know cameras. <laughs> you know, is is what it is. But uh, speaking of Mackay Beckinsales, let's move on to this week's Top Gun. And you know what? I'm gonna give the guy his flowers, and I, I picked him this week. Mackay Beckton. He's just listen. I understand he hold had the whole I am a left tackle tweet. Um, the vibes weren't necessarily great before training camp. Yes, he is. I am a right tackle now, right? I am a right tackle. The vibes are, are much better now. And to see him totally job out Hamilcar Rashad on and, and pancake block, I'm like, that was good stuff, man. Like, and, and you get to see like him manhandling people. That's, I understand everybody's like, oh, well, they're second and third stringers, which is fine. He's doing what he's supposed to do against second and third stringers. Uh, so this week is the real test. This week, oh, yeah. if, depending on who the Giants throw out there as their starters on defense, this is the true test for him. And if if Kayvon Thibodeau is going to be playing, like, we'll see. We'll see, you know. But I'm going to give Makai his, his props. He came into camp in shape. Uh, we know that there was con- some concerns after that first preseason game, the Hall of Fame game and the turf and pulling himself out of the game, but he seems to have grown in confidence. And for that, I have to give him credit. I think it's it's only fair, right, for how much people have trashed him for years. I think it's only right that, you know, we give the guy his flowers for trying, at least trying to turn his career around. Yeah, his, his snap share's growing. He made the, I think, the mental jump to the right side. And I think you've kind of seen, you know, what – I think myself and some others have been saying all, all along, right? Like Makai is not a, um, he's not a savant of tackle play. He's not a finesse tackle. It doesn't matter whether he's right or left side, right? He's just going to maul dudes and chuck them into the dirt. Right. (laughs) So making the switch to right side, I don't, it's not a big deal. Uh, Certainly his pass sets and working in space a little bit is going to be a little bit tougher, but his, his strength is being bigger than everyone else and having more length than everyone else. Right. And and you see that show up anytime he gets consistent reps and when he yeah. gets his hands on you, man, he just, he just takes care of you. And that's the key for him. And that's why he's had problems with speed rushers in, in years yeah. past. It's like, he just got to get his hands out there. He's got to get the punch out there. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. And know. getting, I mean, getting a dude like Hamilcar who spent some time in jets camp right. while mckay has been here. That's got to kind of give him just mentally like, hey, I know this guy. I can beat this guy. I can dominate this guy. Just it, it's baby steps, right? You just yep. keep building the confidence, keep building it. He's at the lunch table now with Rogers. They have a, I guess, an annual or a weekly thing set up now. He, he's at the lunch table, man. Yep. He's made it. Yep. I said it's you now in years past, that might not have been the greatest idea, but you know, it is what it is. You know. I don't mean to take shots at him, but I can because I'm chubby too. So, you know, it's fine. All right, so let's let's, let's get into this. This is the, our preseason contest, Limerick contest, man. I am I am hyped for this. Hey, we got um, we got some good submissions. We got some good submissions, man. We're gonna read them all. We're gonna give some credit, and whoever wins, I'm I'm gonna give out three jerseys for the three Ooh. best ones because we have some. Listen, the, the jet fuel budget runs deep these days, so I, I'm gonna give out some jerseys for 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 the three best ones. So. Let's go through them as as uh, from from Jets core. This is good stuff. So this first one was from Crimshimp, and this this uh, this was an early an early favorite. I love this. So let's let's read them out. Yeah, for, first submission in, and he he basically ended the contest right away. Right? <laughs> all right. So this one's from Crimp. <clears throat> My Jets are all in as they should. With Rogers, I expect will be good. The fan base is sold. Expectations of gold. Sadly, our GM's made of wood. That's good, man. That's good. That's some good stuff. That's good. Shout out to Crimp. That was really good. And you know what? That got the contest off really in a good way. So, all right. So this next one from from Salad uh, Salad Face slash Google. Um, who who submitted about a dozen or so? By the yeah, way, yeah, give or take. I think he found a new a new gimmick. So this is entertaining stuff. But um, 
man, this is just one per, per user, please, Google. So you're just going to go with the first one you did. But all right, this one's from Google. The Jets were a team full of swagger. Their records expected to shatter. But wouldn't Joe D just never could see that running backs do not matter? That's good. Preach. That's, good. That's a good one. I just like I would have added that running backs simply don't matter. I think that flows a little better for the Limerick style. That was good. This is another good one. And now he just can't stop with the Limerick. So I blame myself for unleashing this monster onto the world. But for, for those that listen and, and don't spend time in Jets Discord, you can you can tell that Wooden and Golden Joe isn't just a, a bit we made up for this podcast. <laughs> it is fully ingrained in culture. It is. It is. <laughs> so it's it's all it's all fun and games, you know, until he signs another running back. Uh, from Nick Yankee fan, this one was uh, this one was quite mouthful. There once was a team called the Jets that helped all their doubters win bets with horrible QBs, old lineman sans knees, and a GM with moves of wood. But then came Aaron Rodgers, who would shock the world and make the Jets real threats. That's that's like not a limerick, but it's some good poetry. That's like solid, you know. It's like some some Lil Wayne bars just rhyming, <laughs> rhyming wood with wood. <laughs> Yeah, it was it's quite the quite the mouthful, but uh, it's interesting. Uh, where me? Jeremy has entered the chat. What's up, Jeremy? Um, so let's see here. Here we go. From this is another one that's not quite a limerick, but still fun. The Jets are on the rise with Rodgers and crew. The rest of the league will reach their demise. O line looking weak. So on second thought, this year may be bleak. Maybe Becton is good, and we are in for a surprise. I I feel like the the effort is there for sure. You know, but the execution might not. The the, the flow is a little lacking. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, a little bit. You know, it's, it's fine. All right. This one from Run. I, I, I have to admit, Sliz, maybe maybe you understand this one better. I'm not sure I like fully understood it. Uh, but I, I don't know that it. I saw this one. I, I'll, uh, I'll consume it as you read it here. Okay, just, just take it in. Just take it in. Adam Gase was the coach that year. I told the media, it's COVID I fear. I came back to jump or the Bills O line. I'm a leader. It's fine. Just get me another beer. This is, uh, I believe, future Hall of Famer middle linebacker CJ Mosley. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Where uh, he set out the COVID uh, year. Okay. He jumped, he jumped on is. fourth down over the Bills line. Okay. But he's the leader of the D. He and had then that he got picture another of him beer. With, he was in the bar. The, okay. The bar yeah. and the opt out year. All right. Yeah. It's, All right. Uh, Man, shame on me for not getting that. It's that's, our that's captain on defense, baby. Yep. That's there he is. Just jumping over the line. Not not a not a not a Hall of Famer. As we no. sit today. Maybe a Super Bowl ring helps his case a lot. Yeah. Tale of two careers, and you know what? His brand of linebacker just doesn't play anymore. Right. That's that's and you know. He's done. He's done what he can to uh, reshape himself, right? But like, it's not not quite there. That's all. I, w- I will say. Then not not to make this a CJ Mosley Hall of Fame debate discussion, but his biggest asset is going to be the fact that all the stud linebackers of his generation had shorter careers, right? Mm-hmm. You had like a Luke Keekley retiring early. That a that that helps a lot. And and granted, I think. Luke Kuechly is probably still potentially first ballot Hall of Fame. I don't know that that's a hard position to make it in it, but right. there's competition there. But the longevity will help. I see it. Yep. All right, uh, Hazonia. First, he he likes to let us know that uh, he had no idea that these threads existed, <laughs> but uh, you know Google was was forcing everybody to do these limericks. So let's see. There once was a man who signed Cook, the best option when they had looked. They spent 8.6 mil on a room prior filled, and the offense was read like a book. That's good. I like that. That's good. That comes out pretty good. Dalvin Cook not playing this weekend, by the way. Still recovering. Just give him time. So this will be ready week one, maybe. Uh, Same old Jets on Jets court. What seems like almost forever, I have no doubts whatsoever. Although Rodgers has passed his peak, he's still value like an antique. We should have tanked for Trevor. Dude, they tried. <laughs> they tried. I 
I I do not know how we have not gotten like you know how what was it Miami yeah Miami with Flores had the uh, tanking allegations and yep. the the investigation and all that how did Jacksonville get away with it man I don't know they actively benched Minshew for absolute bums mm-hmm. absolute bums. and they lost like two overtime games in yep. that period it's like man if they even tried we got we have the golden locks flowing on mm-hmm. in uh, in green and white right now man but that, that they didn't even try just how many in, in nfl history how many two and 14 teams have not gotten the number one overall pick I right don't think any yeah <laughs> like what are the odds what are the odds it's they did everything right that year they did everything right by losing so all right we move on uh, conspicuous looking vid stuff. So vid stuff, it's just, you can't rhyme North Jersey with North Jersey vid. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Let's, let's read this one. There once was a man from North Jersey who thought he was winning a Jersey, but the jets were not slacking and his limericks were lacking. Now we cry for the man from North Jersey. I just, <laughs> you can't rhyme North Jersey with North Jersey. You know, it's, at, le- at least, at least when uh, the prior submission had wood with wood, it was like the different word, right? right. Different usage. This uh-huh. is just the same thing. Yep, yep. <laughs> Good try, Vid. Almost, almost there. You were like on the one yard line. Uh, Brody Man, I'm a big Brody Man fan. So uh, Brody Man, Jermaine Johnson came into the lives of thee that nobody in here wanted to see, but he made one small change to the term. And to the surprise of a boy named Herb, he reached out to complain about dealers who plead. <laughs> what? Oh, what? man. <laughs> what, again, what am I missing here? What am I missing here? Uh, you don't spend enough time in Discord, man. That's I do. I just like, you know, there's yeah, a lot of that's stuff. This was when uh, Jermaine had the uh, Karen moment and he tweeted about the, um, oh, the, um, not Chrysler, the, um, what's the, What's the GM luxury brand? Cadillac? Um, yeah, the Cadillac dealer, man. When he went caring on Twitter about the Cadillac dealer. Oh, okay. All yes. Right. That's a good one. That's good. It's good now that I understand it better. Oh, George War, here we go. <laughs> Everybody's favorite. <laughs> this you, one, you know, yeah. This one yeah. is very much <laughs> not a limerick but it's and, and you good. see you see in the bottom right corner he edited it so <laughs> it's, it's just classic classic georgia fashion just all all over the place all over the place when it comes yeah. to uh his literacy but i feel like this, right. is, this is more like a, like a hindu proverb than it is a limerick <laughs> all right <laughs> in the concrete jungles lies a man with the touch of gold a Hall of Fame quarterback with weapons galore. Yet there is land of men who don't appreciate these moves. Despite these schmucks, the green and white will win it all. <laughs> definitely, definitely not a limited. But I, I, uh, I got chuckled out. I got no, chuckled out of that one. I don't, I don't even know what George Orr was going for. I appreciate, again, I appreciate the effort there. That's good stuff, man. He, he's to, saying that Jet scored are yes. a bunch of haters and Golden yeah. Joe's delivering the the Lombardi. Yep. That's yep. what he's saying. That's what he's saying. That's friend of JD. It says it right there. Oh, that's George Orr, man. <laughs> All right. This one's from Spencer. Uh, Fire JD, Spencer W. <clears throat> there was an old man made of wood who did what no Jet GM should. CJ Mosley, Beckton, and Cook, every move against the book, completely disastrous and misunderstood. It's not bad. It's pretty good. I feel like I would change. I would take out the CJ, like Mosley, Becton, and Cook would have flowed a little bit better. But it's good. It's pretty good. Chris Ballard walked so that Joe Douglas could run. (laughs) Is all I'm saying. Remember when everybody was praising Chris Ballard for Darius Leonard, right? Because that was the pick that they got in the in the Sam Darnold trade, which is fine because like Darnold was a bomb. I mean, that was a good draft, right? Quentin Nelson, Braden Uh Smith, Darius Leonard. All in the same draft. Like mm-hmm. that's a good draft. Yeah. It's a good draft. But uh, paying all of them, not so great. Yeah. So we got uh we actually got um from Alexandro on in the Jets Discord email on the Gmail account. Ooh. So from from uh out west on the west coast. I appreciate this. This is awesome. So shout out to Alexandro for this. Uh let's see, let's see here. 
There's a Jets cornerback nicknamed Sauce. Cover skills so good, he shut down Randy Moss. Wears a crown made of cheese, brings pro receivers to their knees. On Sundays, he shows the NFL who's boss. Man. That's not bad. He, fired, he, he took the time to fire up the email and he yeah, delivered. Man. He this delivered. The, That's good. I, you know what? I'm, I'm going to call it now. I'm saying that that Alexandra's getting a Jets jersey. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm saying it because I, I, I'm I'm guessing it might be a uh, a number one Gardner jersey potentially. Potentially, yeah, it could be. You know, it's it's up to him. But like, you know, this is I want to say this is the first time that anyone's actually ever emailed us. Yeah. On on the Jets on the Jets Discord Gmail account. So like that, I feel gets you a jersey. Yeah. But that's yeah. good. He not only went through the effort, but he delivered, man. That was good. That was good. That was a good contest. Liz, you have any personal favorites from that? I think I think Alexandra gets one. Uh, I'm not sure who the other two go to. I feel like Crimp's got to get one, right? Because I mean, that was like Crimp set the, the bar. Uh, set the bar right out the gate. Yeah, yeah. There's no way I'm giving Georgia one, but that one made me crack up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the Georgia one real quick, because that was as that, uh, that was good stuff, man. I'm going to read this one again, because this is like, I, I want, I wish I had like a Morgan Freeman voice uh, modulator so I could read this, but it's good. In the concrete jungles lies a man with a touch of gold, a Hall of Fame quarterback with weapons galore. Yet there is a land of men who don't appreciate these moves. Despite these schmucks, the green and white will win it all. <laughs> like, there's not a, is it, there's not a single rhyme in that entire thing. <laughs> The only thing he got right was having five, like five lines to it. Yep. I, I think it, I think the kicker for me is like, he gets to the last line and it's like classic George or like everyone did spite these schmucks. Like that's great stuff. Classic. Uh, George yeah. Or. yeah. Classic. Yeah, George we, we might have to go under the hood and, and uh, take it to review for, for number three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll announce the winners of the contest soon enough, at least for the third, for the third Jersey. But uh that was good, man. That was a lot of fun. Thank you guys for participating in the Jersey contest. It's, you know, it's always a good time. It's it's when we do these contests and, and, you know, we'll probably have one middle of the season too. So uh, thank you guys again for participating. Really appreciate it. And uh, winners officially to come. All right. So let's move on to this week's geek of the week. And you know what? It's not someone who was uh, not someone who plays for the Jets. Uh, it's somebody who's been catching a lot of W's this week for making us all laugh, but also someone who ca- who caught a massive L, <laughs> massive L, and that's that's Google man, salad face, like dude, nobody. And listen, salad face is a good dude, but making your girlfriend sit through Jets preseason games, man, especially like listen, if you're catching the opening drives or the opening quarter to like see what the backups look like, okay, you know. Maybe even watch a little bit into the second quarter because the first quarter is a running clock. It goes by pretty quick. But like, if you're sitting there in the fourth quarter, dude, watching Tim Boyle throw interceptions and like the rest of the like just looking inept, what's wrong with you, bro? A- actively freaking out about the offensive line and and like it was like third quarter, man. Like I'm totally checked out. Everyone's checked out. We're just like kind of just shooting the crap and and Discord. And he's like, yeah. He's like, oh, no, my girlfriend's pissed. She wants to watch the show, and, and I got a preseason game. <laughs> I'm like, dude, turn it off. I'm telling you, man. I like, I, 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 you know, shout out to my wife because she's been incredible while having our our child, you know, and and really taking care of Remy. And but like, I, I would never, I would, I wouldn't make her sit through it. I didn't make her sit through this weekend's game. Like, I just, like, I, I understand that it's like preseason's not fun. It's only for the sickos, right? It's only for the guys who run who run podcasts who have like ten listeners like us. But like, I don't know, man. Like, don't don't make your girlfriend sit through this. So, Salaface, you are this week's geek of the week. I feel like he might be the first Discord user to win geek of the week. Uh, I'm not entirely sure, but it, it sounds right. So, hey, hey we have a, a quote in the chat there from the man himself. This one's worth throwing up. <laughs> in the third quarter, she asked me when the football season. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. In the third quarter, she asked me when the football season ends. Listen, it's just getting started, apparently, if you're in a relationship with Google. It's just oh, yeah. getting started. My my goodness. That's uh, <laughs> Google. Shout out to you for catching in a, a massive win and also an L this week. Like, uh, that's, that's impressive stuff. It really is. 
<sighs> All right, so let's let's move on. This hey, is the I, I I got a I got a bonus geek of the week. Ooh, let's do it. I I did not confirm the validity. I saw some of the aggregators putting it together. I, apparently Lizzo, who's been catching a, a lot of L's in his geek a week in her own right. Uh-huh. Um said that Dalvin Cook was her man on the Minnesota Vikings. I do not know the validity of these claims. If it's just aggregator clickbait, any thoughts? I don't know if I'm more disappointed in like Lizzo dating Dalvin Cook or you for bringing up Lizzo on this podcast. I'm really not sure, to be honest. Hey, uh, hey, the, the people want pop culture clickbait. It's it's uh, that's, what, that's what I've been told. Yeah, there there it is. You know, it's hard to that's that's the zingy brain of the uh, of of uh, <laughs> fandom. There, let's give give me more pop culture. Let's find a way to get Taylor Swift in this next next uh, episode. Okay. You know, maybe we'll get get some more listeners. But I don't know, man. I mean, Dalvin Cook's already a geek of the week for. You know, I feel like he's going to be a multi-time winner this year. Yeah. Like, like Spencer <laughs> saying in the chat, Lizzo should know running backs don't matter. Shout out to Spencer. Lizzo True. should know running backs don't matter. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, all right. So let's, let's move on. Uh, let's look at, let's look ahead. This is the flight plan. So preseason week, preseason week four, you know, lots of teams don't have four preseason games anymore. We had the pleasure of having the, the, Hall of Fame game. So we got a fourth game on the slate. And listen, we have been incredibly fortunate to avoid major injury. And this game scares the crap out of me. For I'm I'm kind of in the fuzzy stoner camp where I'm like, listen, Rogers doesn't need to play. And it, it almost feels like you're asking for trouble. But preseason week four against the Giants says, what are you what are you looking forward to? What's the vibe heading into this into this matchup? Have one good drive and get everyone out of there, right? That's it, right? That's, that's, that's it. All you want, right? Period. And, and I th- I, I'm fine. I'm fine with him playing, right? Like the dude knows his body. The dude knows his routine. He's been active all camp. I'm fine if he wants the the bow on the preseason and to get a drive, probably just a drive in. It's it's fine. I, I yeah. think the bigger deal, more so than Rogers playing, is. We got AVT and Lakin that look like they're going to be suiting up. You'll have what we hope will be our starting offensive line. TBD if uh, Dwayne Brown's going to play, but we, as we got kind of breaking news right before we uh, fired up the pod here tonight, um, he did get cleared um, from his doctor down in Houston. So he's flying up back to, to one Jets drive and he's got to go through his Jets physical, but trending positive there. Certainly, you probably don't anticipate him playing this week, but maybe looking good for week one, which is kind of what they've said all along, but it's always one of those you want to see it before you really buy into it yep. sort of deals. So four out of five potential starters, and you probably throw Billy Turner out there at left. Yeah, you want to see the O-line yeah. continue to gel. I feel like the whole the Dwayne Brown thing, I'm going to see it's been overblown because I think everybody knew that he was going to get healthy. He's very much on that veteran plan of like, listen, just get yep. preseason. It doesn't matter for you. Like, go hang out in Houston, you know, take care of your body, do what you got to do. Like, don't do anything stupid, you know, like, don't go trying to bench 550 pounds. Like, and then you can show up when you want to show up, right? Like, he's, I want to say, I, I don't like it all the time, but I feel like he's earned that, right? You know, especially as an offensive lineman, he's done a lot of good things in this league. So, you know, I'm fine with it, but I, I hope he plays sooner rather than later because, like I said, I do think there is a lot to be said about an offensive line gelling and and learning to play together. And you have, you know, Dwayne Brown, Lakin, McGovern are all veterans. You know, AVT plays like a veteran. Beckton is coming. So, like, you need these guys to play well. Mm-hmm. You know, you need them to play well, and you need them to play together and get that chemistry going. So, um, you know, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. We, we just – just stay healthy, man. Just stay healthy. That's all I care about. Like, uh, I, I'm in TBD too on the defensive side of the ball, but I'm, I'm, my interest is peaked if we see Tony Adams, right? He's been held out of everything despite being super young and, and really unproven. The, the staff has hyped him up from the minute they kept him over Jason Pinnock, right? Mm-hmm. And, He's been really uh, – he hasn't been handed the job. He's earned the job, but 
that he's been he was handed the job early in camp right he, he got that job more or less right away i don't know how much the chuck clark injury maybe accelerated that but sure. he got that job early in camp and they have not played him all of camp and and maybe that lends to a little bit of lack of confidence of death at the uh, free safety position but mm-hmm. i'm curious if we see him for a little bit too and and really any of the defensive starters we haven't really played many right so carl lawson's still hurt by the way with the back and yeah, Salas cool. said that they're taking it easy on him but curious. yeah I, i'm not too worried about that one either um i think that's kind of more the veteran plan i the, the Corey davis stuff is curious i mean you, you never want to speculate one way or the other what's going on i know there's in twitter land x land there's a lot of speculation about a potential cut or trade candidate i i don't think that makes sense it would be stupid so let's be plain yeah it would be stupid it doesn't make sense and and you're not gonna in a in a front office and in a coaching staff that has valued relationships you're not gonna force them to take a pay cut right now either right i've seen some of that speculation oh they're they're gonna force him to restructure and this is kind of him holding in that that's definitely not the case i don't think they're trading them either that that it doesn't make sense this is a conversation you're you're one lazard injury away from firing up who at uh xavier gibson i mean yeah randall Randall cobb is like brown like (laughs) That's the thing, man. I think the one thing about this team is we acknowledge that the tight ends are probably going to be very good this year, right? Because Rodgers makes tight ends for the most part. Like, he finds his tight ends. Uh, Hackett offense is always kind to tight ends, which is fine. And we have potentially, we have two, one, I mean, depending, we have potentially three very good ones with Uzama, Uzama Conkler, and Rucker, right? So you get a good vibe from that room, but Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, Mecole Hardman, Randall Cobb, Corey Davis. Like, that's not the best room. And you take Corey Davis out of the mix, it's like, that's very that's very thin. That's mm-hmm. very thin. And Mecole Hardman's a guy who's had his injury issues. Yeah, Randall well, Cobb well, is well, Hard had injuries like, last year as well. Yeah, right? I mean, so... that's not a strong room. It's just not. And, and that's the one weakness for this team is that the wide receiver group is not strong. And and a lot of people have been speculating like, oh, well, Devontae Adams, you know, he he wants out of Vegas potentially. And like, do you trade him? I, I feel like Josh McDaniels made it totally clear. And I understand it was a decade ago. Josh McDaniels made it totally clear that he has no interest in having superstars on his teams. Because, I mean, Jay Cutler, he traded Jay Cutler. He traded Brandon Marshall. Like he tried to install his own culture there and no, noted superstar Jay Cutler. Listen, I mean, listen, I use it use I use it loosely, but we'll say that Jay Cutler was their starting quarterback, right? And he was traded for Kyle. Jay, Jay Cutler would be the best quarterback in Jets history, by the there way. There you go. So much it's like, much maligned by Bears fans. Yeah, it's kind of you. You don't know what you're. What you, you don't know what you got till it's gone. Yep. And the thing is, it's like. Does Does Josh McDaniels try and do it again? I mean, his his breakup with Derek Carr wasn't pretty. You know, and say what you will about Derek Carr as a player, like that dude plays his ass off, played his ass mm-hmm. off for that team. And like he put that team on his back. And I understand like the playoff results weren't there and the records weren't there, but you never heard a peep from him. Like he cried on the on the press conference stand at the dais. It's like, you know, he 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 really did bleed silver and black. And McDaniel said, No, he can get lost. And replaced him with Jimmy Garoppolo, who like everybody keeps saying, like, oh well, Jimmy Garoppolo is a better is better fitted for the McDaniels offense than than Derek Carr. And I'm like, what does Jimmy Garoppolo do that Derek Carr doesn't gets injured? Like that's like, exactly. Like what football games? I don't understand. Like what is like Jimmy Garoppolo is, is a fine quarterback, like fine. But like, what does he do that Derek Carr doesn't like? What's I don't, I don't know. So nothing. Anyway, uh, that's a small tangent on Devontae Adams, but you know, we'll see how that plays out. Another spot I'm curious to watch, and, and I, I forgot to mention it from last this past game against uh, Tampa Bay. Feels like Bam Knight had a shot to kind of prove his stuff, and I'll say didn't. Right? I think the fumble probably really hurt him. Um, we already know Brees and Cook aren't playing this upcoming weekend. 
that that implies that Michael Carter is. You'd assume he's probably the, the starting back with Rodgers in the offense. Um, yeah, kind of with, with no Izzy, Bam will get the next shot. It's kind of feels like it's maybe a last guess for him to make a push for the roster. Uh, I am I'm going to be watching to see what we do with kick returner and if Bam Knight is the one fielding kicks on kick kick returns. I don't want to kind of the one spot that feels like assuming we cut Bam Knight, which feels like the odd man out. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we put Gibson in that spot, assuming we're carrying him as kind of the PRKR um crossover it feels like he needs to be a lock to be the punt returner so it's kind of if you're carrying him make him do the the kr as well gibson's look pretty he's had some juice man like he hasn't looked bad so i don't know i don't know it's it's a bam night doesn't excite me i guess is the best way to put it and the thing is it's like if you're telling me bam night or michael carter it's like carter isn't as good of a fit for the run game as Bam Knight is, but Bam Knight isn't great either. So it's like, it's I don't, run, running backs I don't, don't matter. And your running back four definitely doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. That's what we've been waiting for. So, uh, when, all, when in doubt, RBDM. Yep. All eyes will be on the snooper bowl coming up. So Wait, what do you, what do you think of the jets logo on the field? At midfield, kind of jarring to be honest. A little weird. Well, the huh? logo sucks. So like, a little weird. Yeah, that that was just bad. You know, you, 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 you wish sucks, so. you wish the season that we finally did it, we'd actually like put a logo that's worth displaying. Yep, so. yep. It, it, it's just a bad logo anyway. So it's like, I don't know. It's fine. It's fine, but whatever. All right, so let's bring it in for a landing. This is the landing strip. What's on your mind? What's going on, dude? So it's been hot here. If it's mm-hmm. not hot by you, it's coming. You yeah. guys tend to get weather a day or two after me. So it's it's coming. It's been like 90 and incredibly, incredibly humid, like 90% humidity plus. Um, of course, good timing. It was a perfect weekend in terms of availability to finally restain my fence. And I very much underestimated how much uh, stain that would take. I started with two gallons ended up needing eight ah, so definitely got a lot of sun got the farmer's tan going but it's done it's good uh shout out to a paint sprayer for definitely speeding up the process but did you one, uh one of those a, nice dad jobs are you a lowe's or a home depot guy <laughs> i would be a home depot guy if it was closer hmm. lowe's so is lowe's, the one lowe's right by be. me it uh-huh. you got do you guys have Menards out there? Probably not. Nah. I hadn't heard it until I, I moved out here. Nah. So we have Menards, which is kind of like the third, the third wheel, so to speak. It's mm. kind of more as more like great value brand type stuff. But mm-hmm. Menards is usually a good go to too. definitely cheaper. But um, I went Lowe's this way mm. and spent an arm and a leg on eight gallons of stain. Oh, it's not what you want, but that's the, the cost of being a homeowner, right? Yeah. Good job taking care of your fence. Yeah. It's good stuff. It's 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 all yeah, it's all done, ready, good, and I don't have to touch it hopefully for eight years. That's what the that's what that's, the that's what the, the paint can said. They put a guarantee on the box, it don't mean that it's uh, <laughs> you know whatever. Um so it's you know, so along similar lines, you know, I, we had our bathroom semi redone because the floor was I live in a, an apartment, one bedroom apartment because New Jersey's a hellhole when it comes to buying property. But uh, we had, when we moved in s- almost seven years ago now, it's crazy to think about. Ooh. So the bathroom floor, the tile was not only was it aged, but around our toilet, it was like coming up. Like okay. off of, it's very strange. Like it was like leaned up, like not connected to the rest of the floor, which is strange. Right. And this led to the toilet becoming jarred loose at times. Like, just not like stable, which is kind of a scary proposition when you're, you know, using, using the porcelain throne. When you go full Makai at the buffet. (laughs) Relax, Relax, pal. My goodness. My goodness. Such a bully today. But uh, we, we, we finally goaded the apartment 
maintenance staff into giving us a new, new bathroom floor. And it's just kind of crazy because the maintenance guy rips up our tile and he goes, there's more tile under this tile. So some, some jackass decided contractor for a quick buck decided he was going to put tile on top of tile in this bathroom. Huh. And the tile underneath was from like the 1970s. So nice. that was, that was fun. But this nice. all led almost, to, almost as old as ink. Yeah. Yeah. Almost, you know, he's, he's got tile tiles, got him, uh, ink's got him beat by 40 or 50 years. So, um, but, uh, this led to our first trip down the shore with Remy, uh, where we stood at my in-laws right. beach house. And, and that was quite the experience. Like he seemed pretty calm the whole time. Like it wasn't exactly, exactly a pleasure trip. It was more of a business trip, I guess, so to speak. Yes. But, um, you know, Remy's, Remy's good. He held it down. He wasn't overly whiny. His mom took him on a walk a few places and he seemed to enjoy himself generally. So, awesome. uh, you know, he's, uh, he might be a short kid. He might be a short kid. And that concerns me because I am not. I am decidedly not a short person. So, you know, we'll see. You're not. You're not sharp swingman at the shore. You're, uh, staying, you're staying landlocked. Listen, sharps over there at the Ohio State University, right? So, like, you know, hey, he's in. He's in my country. I'll. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll. I'll cover for you. Yep. There you go. Do do me a favor. Take care. Take care, of sharp for me. <laughs> Ah, but that'll do it for this episode of Jet Fuel, the Jets Discord podcast. Obviously, you already found us, but you can continue to find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. Please leave us a five-star review where applicable. It's greatly appreciated. Obviously, we're live on Tuesday nights now on YouTube.com slash at Jet Fuel Podcast. So please join in on the fun, drop comments, we throw them up on the screen. We have a good time. You can find us on Twitter at Jeff Fuel Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Joe Rivera SN. Sliz, where can the people find you on Twitter? At Sliz underscore NYJ. You can always send us an email at jetfueldiscordpodcast gmail.com. And Sliz, how can the people join the Discord? Discord.gg slash NYJets. Any of our fun uh, contributions to the show will pull off Discord generally. You're, you're seeing us post them up every week. Talking game games are right around the corner, man. It's that's that's wild. It is. It's both crazy. It's almost finally here, and it's also felt like the longest off season of all time, right? It's like I just want it to start. You know that the the thing is like I always think that the takes during the off season are kind of crazy, but then the regular season starts, and it's like it, Google just can't be stopped. Like he just he's unhinged. So we, uh, week that, one overreactions we get. We get Monday Night Football Week One overreactions, yeah. man, in prime time. Oh man, I'm not looking forward to it. Do do we get um, do we get Buck and Aikman? I haven't even looked that far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. they do. I mean, are, be better. They're not doing the double header anymore, are they? On for Monday Night. I don't know. know. This is a good question, actually. I'm unsure. So, I mean, we better, yeah. but uh you know we'll see we'll see so it's we'll gonna see. be a fun season. it's gonna be a fun season but uh please join the discord discord.gg slash ny jets so that'll be fun but uh that'll do it for this episode of jet fuel for matt Salard, i am joe rivera reminding you you can't take flight without jet fuel <laughs>